0: Preface From 2001 to 2006, I served President George W. Bush in the Executive Office of the President as a Senate-confirmed official in the U.S. Office of Management and Budget, OMB. My role, dubbed Regulatory Czar by the New York Times, was to oversee the regulatory, statistical, and information policy functions of the federal government. In this capacity, officially known as Administrator of the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, I supervised a staff of 50 career civil servants and collaborated with the key White House offices, including the President and Vice President, on virtually every domestic policy issue from Homeland Security to Environmental Protection. One of the lessons I drew from my rewarding experience inside the government is that the power of the President to shape public policy on domestic matters, while substantial, is quite constrained. That was the intention of the framers of the Constitution. But the informal powers of the presidency grew enormously in the 20th century, creating the so-called imperial presidency. A new development has accentuated the limitations of presidential power, the polarization of the Congress on party lines. America has gone through several bouts of intense polarization in its history, but the current one has lasted longer and affected more issues than the previous ones. It appears that there is no end in sight, meaning that future presidents are also likely to govern under conditions of polarization along party lines. As President Barack Obama's two-term presidency comes to a close, I am struck by a disheartening phenomenon that both Bush and Obama experienced. In football, it is an infraction called piling on. But in politics, there is no penalty for this behavior. I refer to the ease with which blame is assigned to whomever is the current president for virtually everything bad that happens in Washington, D.C., or even in the country, or world at large. That blame comes not simply from the president's partisan opponents, but from members of the president's party as well. The campaign for the next U.S. president, to be elected in November 2016, has already begun, and candidates in both parties are jockeying for an early advantage by establishing exploratory committees and reaching out to donors and volunteers. It is as if the country will move to the next president without ever learning from Obama's significant accomplishments, setbacks, and mistakes. In this book, I call for a timeout to consider what we should learn from the Obama presidency about how presidents should go about getting things done. As in my previous book, Bush on the Home Front, Domestic Policy Triumphs and Setbacks, the focus is less on the question of whether President Obama's policies were good or bad for the country and more on the question of whether he was effective at accomplishing his agenda and why. The goal is to shed light on how presidents can overcome or cope with the intense polarization that has characterized our politics for the last 25 years or more. The audience for this book is first and foremost students and scholars of the American presidency, although anyone with an intellectual appetite for American politics should find the book of interest. It is also aimed at a wide variety of practitioners. Professional supporters and critics of the Obama administration, reporters who cover the White House and Congress, members of Congress and their staffs, governors and mayors, party activists, campaign strategists, business and NGO leaders who lobby the President and Congress, judges, donors to political causes, and the many people who served in the federal government during the Obama administration. The case studies in chapters 3 through 9 will also appeal to readers with special interests in the subjects of economic policy, health care, energy environment, and immigration. This is a book for readers who are interested in an assessment of Barack Obama's track record as domestic policy maker and party leader. What did Obama pledge to do in domestic policy, and what did he actually accomplish? Why did some initiatives succeed and others fail? Did Obama's policies and the efforts to enact them contribute to the large losses experienced by the Democratic Party in 2010 and 2014? If Obama had refined his policy agenda and modified his political strategies, could he have accomplished even more of his agenda without hurting his party? What lessons should future presidents draw from Obama's presidency? In the course of answering these questions, particular attention is paid to the complications posed by polarization, including the emergence of the Tea Party. This is not a book about the inner workings of the Obama White House, nor is it a book about the internal politics of the Obama administration or the personalities of those who served in that administration. Those who were on the inside are in the best position to offer reflections on how the Obama White House operated and who was most influential on various issues.